rabbit holes, brainwaves, nightmares, and campfires. You're listening to the Mind of Melodic podcast, hosted by DJ Melodic and Queen Melody. And now, it's time for another ride through the Mind of Melodic. Greetings, Earthlings. And Celestials. Welcome back once again. You're tuned in. And listening. To the Mind of Melodic podcast. I'm DJ Melodic. And I'm Queen Melody. And this is episode number 31. Right. We got a special episode. Sorry for the wait. It's been a while. It has been a long time. But we've been a little bit busy. Right. A little bit distracted. And in life, those those monkey wrenches at you. Mm-hmm. Melody had a, a birthday. Yes. So we forgot. Uh, we, oh, this is the first opportunity, actually. We had a chance <laughs> to say happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. She's an OG now. An OG? Yeah. She just turned 21. She can drink. Wow. So what do we change our plans real quick and run out to Vegas? Mm-hmm. That turned into a lot of distractions. We even looked at a new office to lease in Vegas. Right. The company, the landlord we leased this building from owns another facility in Las Vegas. Which was pretty much down the street from where we were. Yeah, right on Sahara Avenue, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we took a look at it, a tour, and we were so close to even expanding. But we had to do that at the right time. Right. So thinking about it, it's on the agenda but yeah, we went out to Vegas. We got some stories to tell. And we got to talk a lot about crypto today. Some very important financial changes in crypto news. That as Everybody needs to know. Everybody needs to know. <laughs> Pay attention. And as promised, I'm going to continue the Melodics campfire to tell you about my childhood. We just got to junior high. Talk a little bit about sixth grade. And then we got a local spotlight. And a new, a new sponsor. sponsor. Yeah. Right in time for episode 31. Right. A new sponsor. So we want to say uh, much love. Big hugs. And a big shout out to Cinemami. Cinemami. So you can download the app on Roku for free. And it's educational, empowering, documentaries, information, information movies, entertainment. TV. Right. Everything. And they do have a .com. They have their own website. Right. Cinemami TV. You can find them on Instagram as well. hmm And can't say enough about all of our sponsors. But once again, a big shout out. Much love. Big hugs. Cinemami TV. We really appreciate you putting a couple pennies in our piggy bank. Thank you. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into today's episode, take a quick break, play their commercial, and some melodic music, mm-hmm. and then come back with the campfire story. Right. What do you do when you've had an exhausting day at work? I get stuck in traffic and get even more frustrated. I live alone, so I come home really tired, but somehow manage to cook something nutritious. Still in all, I have to feed my mind. So I sit down and relax and watch Cinemami. It takes a lot of the sting out of my day. Download Cinemami free today. It's the best ad-supported television network app found on all Roku TVs and devices. Cinemami, we empower, educate, and entertain. See you there. And now, another melodic exclusive. You will not hear this song anywhere else. Thank you. 
roast the marshmallows, warm up the hot cocoa, grab your Snuggie, grab your snuggie and your favorite cuddle buddy, because it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time for Melodic's Campfire. Welcome to another edition of Melodic's Campfire, where DJ Melodic is going to talk about his life. We are somewhere in sixth grade now, like fifth grade to sixth grade. The transition. I had moved from Riverside to Marina Valley. And if you remember, I told you in the previous episodes, I got kidnapped. It was a long story, but then I was reunited with my mother. Right. Eight years later, in like the middle of fifth grade. So right after fifth grade ended during the summer, transitioning to sixth grade, my mom and stepdad moved out of my grandfather's house in Harupa Hills and moved to Marina Valley, right around Alessandro and Hecock. And back in the day, there was a store, the Food for Less was Smith's. That's how long ago this was. If anybody, any locals are listening, then they can kind of put those that time frame together. I went to Sunny Mead Junior High, and that's well, maybe about a mile away from my mom's and stepdad's house in Marina Valley. I loved the house. It had a pool and a jacuzzi. Nice. And maybe, I mean, 10 other houses in that neighborhood had a pool. So it kind of ended up becoming one of the better kick it places, mm-hmm. kick it spots. But at the time um, in junior high, I had, I guess you could say a rough time transitioning. I wasn't mentally stable. Being the new guy again, it was hard to make friends. I got into some fights, like the way the teachers talk to you. And maybe I didn't trust them from the past experience, right? Like right. going to the Catholic schools and stuff. Maybe I missed Mr. Dubois, you know, the one that took me to the Christian camp. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why I was having such a hard time in sixth grade at school, because I like school. It maybe had a lot to do with the situation at home. I was the new guy there, too. Right. I ended up finding out I had a little brother and two twin sisters. And seeing how my mom treated them as opposed to me, she treated you differently it was different. when you got back? Oh, yeah. It was different. Because even though she did initially put forth some effort, the vibe was different. And even with my sister. My sister had finally got reunited with us, too. And I told you, remember, I had that birthday party. Right. And the birthday party, no one showed up. So my mental health was crazy at the time. Was already kind of messed up and having issues at a young age. Well, you would have thought that being reunited with your family, you live happily ever after, right? But I got hit with some bricks. Mm -hmm. And then at junior high, it's crazy because it's the early 90s. And in Cali, there was a lot of racial tension. Right. There was a lot of gangs. Gangs. You had kids like doing whippets. Inhaling the spray paint, you know what I mean? Like, right. it's crazy. I was in this one class and got kicked out in junior high. And I think I got kicked out of detention. <laughs> right? So they sent me to detention and I got kicked out of detention. They're like, what do you do with this kid? So they sent me to a special classroom. Now, keep in mind, I'm a gate student prior to this. My IQ level right. was above average, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, I don't need to go to no special ed class. And I'm resisting, I'm fighting it, that too. But it's not special ed. But it was a special class. And it was made for like students that had a hard time transitioning from elementary school to junior high. So instead of having a first, second, third period in different classrooms. You just stayed in that one class? I stayed in one classroom except for for PE. I think it was her name was Miss Leary. Okay. That was the teacher's name, Miss Leary. Right. Sunny Mead Middle School. And she taught every curriculum 
to the same group of students. So technically, I wasn't the only one that might have needed that help transitioning. Right. And for me, it was better because every teacher has their own personality. And whether you want to believe it, and not every teacher is 100% righteous and for the kids. Right. So if I catch that vibe, I'm throwing spitballs at you. <laughs> is that what you did to get in detention? Oh, man, I did so much crazy stuff in junior high. I had this Samoan homie named Moses. He distracts the teacher, and we go put x lax in her <laughs> oh, coffee. God. Because she was... Kids don't she listen. She was a B-I-B-I, for real. And, yeah, I mean, we would in the back of the classroom screaming, but why, sir? <laughs> and just doing stupid things because... Like those frogs? Yeah, like the Budweiser frogs. <laughs> and we would just be doing stupid things because it she wasn't was fun. A, it wasn't a healthy situation. Yeah. and the She edu- wasn't teaching right. Yeah, and some of us didn't want to learn crap. Some of us had gate IQs that wanted to learn real good information. So I think I did better in a book, reading the book and then studying for the test and passing the test. And that happened a lot in Miss Leary's class. She was really sweet, really hands-on, like student to student. Every single student actually had quality time with her Mm -hmm. to learn. Instead of this one teacher dealing with 30 students for one hour and then dealing with another 30 the next hour. Like, How do you manage 150 students a day? How do you find out which ones really need the love, attention, right? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes it's deeper than education. But Miss Larry was so cool that she had like, I don't know, it was like an honor point system or something. And if, you know, you earn these points, you get to choose your reward. And your reward sometimes might be like 15 extra minutes on break or something, right? But I remember my reward was working with the headphone. So she would let us listen to our own music while we were doing our schoolwork. And I don't know why more schools don't have programs right. like this. I was going to say that. Because it really worked for a crazy cat like me. You know, like I was going through so much mentally, going through so much. I mean, it's the puberty stage, right? At junior high. So you're going through that. Mm-hmm. And then my, my family shit was all messed up. So it was opportunity for me to get grounded, right? And transition into junior high. And I did good that year. At least I could say that I felt good the way things ended up. The struggle turned into a blessing right. because I ended up with not only a better education, but I ended up with a friend in Miss Leary, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's kind of important, I think, for teachers and coaches and even principals, stuff like that. So sixth grade basically consisted of me transitioning with Miss Leary, hanging out with Moses, my Samoan homie, Dan, he's this big old country fed white dude, man, like 6'3 already in junior high, man, like it's crazy. And riding bikes, going through the ditches, like trying to build jumps and then jump over the water or sewage channel, getting these flat tires. I was running into the Smiths and stealing inner tubes. (laughs) Uh, Seriously, stealing inner tubes. And so I could fix my flat tire. Right. It's before I became a hustler, basically. Right. I had no idea how to make money so I was taking it Mm -hmm. at Smith's I was taking inner tubes and then I went to Target and I wanted the Dion no no Shaq yeah I think it was Dion Sanders and Shaq they both made hip-hop albums and I got caught stealing those cassette tapes (laughs) some of you listening might not even know what a cassette tape is I got caught stealing those so it 
It was definitely a knucklehead situation, right? But I made it through sixth grade, and it was pretty crazy because there are riots, there's walkouts, there's all sorts of things going on around me that influenced me. But I made it through sixth grade. And that summer, maybe like right before the summer, as the summer was heating up, I remember um, I went to the donut shop. My mom sent me to get some donuts. I used to sell like a 50 cent or 99 cent soda, fountain drink. My whole family's addicted to soda, like it's crack. My mom used to drink Coke, so she sent me down there. I'm the oldest. I go down there to get some, um, some soda, some donuts, like a Saturday morning. And I run into a friend from down the street, a Hispanic dude named Sammy. I remember Sammy was playing either Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat. They're right next to each other inside the donut shop. Back in the day, all the donut shops had that. And Sammy like was playing his game. And I had like 50 cents maybe left over from the donuts and the soda. So I want to play real quick with the change. I played Sammy and I kicked his butt. He lost his last quarter. All right. And he said, wait a minute, man. I'm going to be back. I'm going to go cash my check. Cash his check? Yeah. And I was like, what? So Sammy leaves the donut shop. And I'm like, nah, I'm going with him. I don't believe he has a check. And that anybody is going to let him cash it. I'm 12 and I think he's 13. Right. I just turned 12, I think. So yeah, it's like spring. Sammy goes into the liquor store. Oh, man, I forgot the name of the liquor store. Right there on the corner of Alessandro and Hecock. And it was called Gordy's. That's what it was. It was called Gordy's back in those days. This old, old man named Gordy cashes the check for Sammy. I couldn't believe it. I think it was like 130 bucks. I'm like, what's going on here? Sammy tells me the scoop. He said that he works after school and on the weekends and he sells candy and newspapers. And so I'm like, I'm all in. I'm all in. And that's when I first got the idea that I could make my own money by myself out of thin air. And that inspiration came from Sammy that day. At that corner store, at that donut shop. So it was a good thing you ran into him? Right. Mm -hmm. I even think I told him that a couple years ago. He helped me during the pandemic with a couple gigs. But Sammy is a little bit older and he showed me a few things, you know, because he was older. And if it wasn't for that friendship, I don't think I would even be the hustler that I am today. Because I knew I was working at the the swap meet but I was working for other people I was doing adults work I was helping them I never had the empowered independent entrepreneur spirit yet right. you know right. that's where that came from right there and I told him I was like you know what I don't care what I have to do I'm gonna get permission to go sell candy with you I'm gonna find a way tell the lady you I want a job he said he worked for two ladies. I believe one lady was named Beverly and the other guy, no, one guy and one lady, his name was John. John sold the newspapers and I think Beverly did the candy. And I remember like, okay, so what's really crazy is one time I was selling the goodies, knocking on, okay, because at first I started with the newspapers and I wasn't so good because it's harder to sell than candy. And I had to get people to sign up for long-term subscriptions. And they're giving me money and check. And they don't know me. I'm some stranger just knocking on their door. Right. Some kid. A kid at that, right? right? Exactly. And I remember crying one day in the rain because I had zero sales. And I was waiting for that van to come pick me up. And it was just taking too long. And I was I was so mad. I was crying. And, and then I started selling candy. Turtle nut clusters. Peanut brittle. Gummy worms. We even had like color mats for the kids. So if you didn't want a candy, but you want to get something for the kid real quick to keep them busy, I'm here. I got you covered. And it worked. It got me better, 
got me talker. It got it turned me into a talker because I had to to make that sale. It was like, hi, my name is. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, and then we're telling them, we're telling them, this is what we're telling them. We're trying to raise money to stay out of trouble, mm-hmm. right? Right. After school, keep us away from gangs and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And if we meet our certain goal, then Beverly's going to take us to Fiesta Village or Magic Mountain. And sure enough, she did. Boom. She really did. So it's a really trip, though, is because my parents, my stepdad and my mom never met that lady. And my stepdad tried to fight John one day. <laughs> right. It's crazy. It was a whole scenario, but we're going to get that into that in the next episode. But I, I was like so happy at that time that I could make my own money, do my own thing, take care of myself. And unfortunately, that got kind of taken away from me. We're going to talk about that a little bit in the next episode. But big shout out to Sammy and John and Beverly, even Omar. I remember Omar was younger. He was like 20. But he would pick us up in his family's van and take us. He was a team leader. Mm -hmm. So I was like, man, that's kind of cool. You know, because if it wasn't for him, then we wouldn't have had that opportunity. We didn't have our own cars. Right. And it was mostly guys. So it was like a football team in a travel van every day after school, trying to make money together, laughing, joking, building bonds. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. And I don't know what other major cities might have programs like that, but I mean, Marino Valley wasn't Los Angeles. So I think it was amazing. And I was fortunate enough to have some of those survival skills. It really is a survival skill. To be able to sell yourself, you know, you have to Right. in most industries. And, and, and it's got you to where you're at now. So it's part of the road to glory, right? Mm-hmm. It is. It really is. So that was sixth grade. Go, moving from Riverside to Marina Valley, trying to go into junior high. There was a lot of fights in junior high. I got into a lot of fights. Got a lot of fights around the neighborhood. But then some of them ended up being friends, right? And some were friends and we got into a fight and we never spoke again. But it was was wild back in those days because we were riding our bikes. There was no cell phones. There was no social media. And basically we were gone after school until the streetlights came on with no parental supervision unless we were in the backyard swimming. So, And in a lot of ways, those were the good days. But like I told you, that's also when things really got crazy. I could say that sixth grade was the easiest part of junior high. And I could say sixth grade was the end of my childhood. (laughs) If I had one to begin with, you know, seventh grade, things got turned up. So we're going to talk about that in the next episode. And I appreciate you guys listening. Like I said, this podcast and these memories are for me and for my children, for my friends, my family, my people to get to know me a little bit better in my side of the story. But there's a stranger out there listening. I appreciate the time. I'm probably more like you than you know it. Just keep listening. If you want to drop me a DM or anything, hit me up. I've been there. So if anybody needs somebody to talk to, Just be careful, though, because I might blow you up when I need somebody to talk to. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Take a quick break Mm -hmm. and get into the next segment. Satoshi's Vibes. Satoshi's Vibes. What's up, everybody? This is AJ from Recess with AJ, back with another trivia of the day. And the question of the day is, who has the longest hitting streak in MLB history? Welcome to Satoshi Vibes, Satoshi Vibes, where we talk about blockchain, crypto, NFTs, and preserving Satoshi's vision. Welcome back to another edition of Satoshi Vibes, where DJ Melodic is going to talk to us about some crypto. That's right. It's crypto. It's fiat, NFTs. stocks, NFTs. We talk about everything financial, tech, innovative technology mm-hmm. in Satoshi's Vibes. We even have a brand new blog. It needs a lot of love. It's brand new. It's called Satoshi's Echo 
com. And over there, we're going to talk a lot more. It's going to be solely devoted to crypto, Bitcoin, and the technology that evolves from it. But in today's episode, I wanted to give you guys what I thought was a very important review of what's been happening over the last 10 weeks. Okay. We haven't done a podcast in about 10 weeks. And in that time, so much has changed in our financial and economic system that it's really hard to keep up with. So I'm going to try to make this quick. But you guys need to do your own research all day, every day. If you don't know what I know, you're up the creek without a paddle. And if you know what I know, you still don't know enough. That's the bottom line. So about two months ago, the United States gave approval some voting, I don't even know who approves this, but they have begun to create an institution, one institution to regulate all the crypto in America. Not several banks like Chase, Wells Fargo. These institutions aren't coming together to regulate as a board, the feds, the SEC, the United States government have created one institution to create, to control all the crypto in America. Maybe, maybe the world, who knows? This bank is called a CBDC. There are others in the world, but this is America's first and primary. A CBDC. It's an acronym, Centralized Bank for Digital Currency, CBDC. And this is being put together right before America approves their USDC, the United States Digital Currency. So this CBDC is going to control, regulate, operate, transact everything that has to do with the USDC. Now, kind of like the feds now, they control all the money in the world. Right. All the money or all the US dollar, right? And that was the problem. Everybody knows it's the problem. That's why Satoshi Nakamoto created Bitcoin in the first place. Instead of trying to fix the problem 20 years later, 50 years later, even in this 12-year gap of Bitcoin's rise and learning blockchain and crypto technology, instead of fixing the problem, they're trying to repeat the problem all over again. This just goes to show you what the elite do what they get away with and how it's affecting us and our money. I don't remember getting the chance to vote whether or not we would change from a dollar to cryptocurrency. So why do they get to make laws that say this is the beginning of the end of cash? Why do they get to make changes during the pandemic and act like there's a coin shortage to help expedite a cashless system? And why do they want a cashless system? Because if everything's digital, then you can't hide a single penny from them. Right. And they can freeze your account whenever they want. If you have all your money in Chase, that means you're trusting your entire fortune with not just this institution, but also with the government that controls that institution. That's why everybody has cash, gold, guns, cars, and other valuable things. They are trying to eliminate the opportunity to have cash under your mattress. 
Since 1963, all the oil was bought, gas basically, right? Which runs the world, was bought and sold in U.S. fiat dollars, currency, U.S. currency. This is why America had such a strong foothold on the global economy. But about a month ago, that changed. And now that oil is being bought and sold in Chinese currency. Furthermore, the Chinese have joined forces. Let's just say they created their own freaking Wu-Tang Clan. A financial Wu-Tang Clan. China got together and formed something called the BRICS. It's an acronym for Brazil, Russia, India, China, and Saudi Arabia. And more countries are joining the BRICS every single day. The BRICS are doing everything they can do to oppose the use, the value, and the dominance of the U.S. dollar. And they're even trying now to form, to create a new currency, a BRICS currency that will unite all these countries financially to make sure that America never has the power again. Do you think that's a good idea or not? How do you believe It's a war. And America's not paying attention to the signs, which leads me to believe that our leaders, this current administration, is literally working for foreign opposition, for foreign governments. I believe that long time ago. And that's why you need a true-blooded American in the office. But at the same time, if you're talking America, China, it's almost talking black-white, right? That's segregation, that's prejudice. I don't want to talk that. But we are talking facts. And facts are that money, cash rules everything around me, cream. Okay? Money makes the world go round. And this is a war. And I told you in previous episodes, I believe the entire pandemic had was caused as a distraction to distract us from this financial war. I've said that in previous episodes dozens of times. Okay? This is more proof. The problem is, right now, the United States administration just filed legislation five days ago to sue Coinbase and to sue Binance. So they not only want to regulate the new money, they are trying to crush anyone and everyone that's not on their team that's in this new game. And it has to happen because if they don't, then they lose all their footing. Then we have thousands of wheels coming, mechanisms in society coming unhinged and civil wars popping up everywhere. Why? Because of money. Money, I told you Bitcoin was disrupting everything. So they're acting like it's a problem. Meanwhile, they're stacking up on their Bitcoin. They're trying to regulate Bitcoin. Meanwhile, they're buying Bitcoin and it's industry in insider trading going on every day. One thing I did notice though, which is very important to acknowledge, they didn't file legislation against crypto.com yet. I wonder why. I wonder why. So maybe we can do that research for the next episode. There is a lot going on in this world changing financially. You must find a way to stay ahead of this game. And it's happening right before our eyes. So no matter what you do, if you don't make the changes, you will regret them eventually in the future, five, ten years from now. Mm -hmm. Your kids will regret your decisions. At the party last night, I told them, I said they didn't teach your kids in school nothing about finance, nothing about taxes, nothing about Wall Street, nothing about real estate. They didn't teach us, they didn't teach them why. 
how a lot of the graduates, their adults were looking like, this guy's on to something. We got to do something. But then tomorrow they wake up probably and don't think about it again. But I'm wondering why, like after all these years, they still haven't changed the curriculum for the kids now to learn finances and taxes uh, and all that other stuff. I'm a thousand percent sure it's because the game is to be sold, not told. The rich help the rich. That's how they stay rich. So maybe the private schools do that? There you go. Mm. Private schools will do it. Higher, higher education will do that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Certain niche groups that you might go to a seminar and somebody will actually have something good. A lot of them are fake. Right. And hustles like super like scams. Now I know hustles. There's a difference between a hustle and a scam. Those are scams. I've actually been to one. But I think it's because you're only gonna tell your select family, friends, this knowledge. And it's an advantage in life. When you realize the advantage it really is, you have a decision to make. Because the more people I tell about this on the podcast, the less Bitcoin there is for me, period. But I made that decision because I want my kids to learn. I want their friends to know. Even some of the family members that I might not talk to, I'm hopeful that they stumble upon a couple coins. I'm telling strangers in the supermarket. So I, like I said, I felt like it's my calling in a way. And they listen or they don't. They listen or they don't. And if they don't, the more is for us. Yeah, more time, more accumulation. But until the next episode, guys, that's a lot of changes going on in this crypto world, in this, in this financial, they call it fintech, financial technology. It's changing because we have the internet integrating with money. The first time it's ever happened in our history. There's a war and you got to figure out what side you're on. And I'm pretty sure you want to be on the rich winning side. You can't do that without the information. I'm trying to give you what I can. Now it's time for you guys to go get your own, go down your own rabbit holes. And if you really love your boy, you're going to come back and tell me something that you learned. Until the next time, this is Satoshi's Vibes. I'm DJ Melodic. And I'm Queen Melody. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come back with the next segment. For more crypto knowledge, blockchain games, and everything Satoshi Nakamoto, visit satoshisecho.com. Melodic Playground is a musical theme park and it's time to take a ride through the mind of Melodic. Thank you.
Local music, rising stars, and current events. This is is your Spotlight of the Day. Welcome back to another edition of Spotlight of the Day, where we are going to talk about the Sahara, Las Vegas. Sahara, that's right. Like I said, I kidnapped Melody, (laughs) and I took her to Vegas for her birthday. And the week after that, too. (laughs) (laughs) So we celebrated a lot. And I haven't been to Vegas a lot myself. And so I'm exploring, right? It's big city. It's a lot to do right there on that strip, right? Right. Yeah. So I ended up getting her tickets to see Magic, Magic Mike. Mike. Right. All right. At the Sahara, they have a theater. I forgot the name Magic of the theater. Magic Mike Theater. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Really? Oh, wow. Channing Tatum Presents. Mm hmm. Well, if you listen to the last episodes, you know that that's her obsession is Channing Tatum. Can't wait for this fool to get in a wheelchair (laughs) because then (laughs) I can get my bestie back and Mm. get her attention. (laughs) I don't daydream about him all the time. Six times a week, maybe? (laughs) No, not even. (laughs) She's crazy. She's got me watching G.I. Joe episodes just to get the young Channing Tatum flashbacks (laughs) (laughs) flashbacks <laughs> <laughs> it was a good show it was her birthday yeah and it wasn't what i was or how i was expecting it so i was pleasantly surprised by well, the way that they did the production the production right right because the lead was not even a male mm-hmm. the lead was a female she kind of was like the host of the show right the crowd getter and, yeah. and, and then pumped up. Yeah. And then the, the, the guys were really the co-stars. Mm-hmm. Rolling around, jumping around, swinging, around, climbing around. Climbing. They ended up upstairs, right on Melody, giving her a lap dance. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> I thought it would be a good, sweet idea, you know, and earn some brownie points to try to take her. But guys, just let her go with the homegirls. You know, let her go with some strangers she met at the bar. Let it be girls' night out or something. Take a couple minutes and go play some blackjack. While I think she was a little wound up because I was there and she wasn't able to let herself loose and be and be free. And that was the total opposite of oh, what I meant to do. Right? I wanted to get her excited and turned up, stimulated. Right. But overall. But, but I did like the, I don't know if we could even talk about this, but the little, the water production. What? In the show. Oh, why the acrobat, you, acrobatic. Why wouldn't you talk about it? I don't they know. They didn't get naked. I'm, I'm not saying that they didn't get. They didn't get naked. So that's the end of it. They still <laughs> had clothes on. It wasn't a real strip club. No, it's not. Nah. It's an actual show. Right. It's Magic Mike live so i mean it's erotic but it was you know like i think that still was my g-rated as far as i'm concerned i think that was my favorite part of the show actually the water part yeah. at the end yeah it was erotic it was fun and that was guy and the girl right mm-hmm. at the end together together right it's okay for couples right 
I just think it defeated the purpose because I wanted her to get turned up and be like, oh my God. And then come out and then close her eyes and pretend I was Magic Mike. <laughs> yeah. But it was a decent show. Yeah. Yeah. And the trick is if you want to go see the Magic Mike show, you sign up for the Sign member. up for, yeah. Become a member. Membership. Member of Sahara, Sahara. like rewards or the you get a card, infinity card, card or something, right. right? And then you get like 20 or 30% off on the tickets for the mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. So and it was like an hour long show. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. And it, then I think we the, got like. The, a, well, the ladies in the front row got more attention. Right. So if you want more attention, you had to pay a yeah, little bit more. Go ahead and get it over there. Pay a little bit more. You'll get some more lap dances. You'll get more lap dances. They gave you some fake money to make it rain. Right. Right. So you could. They gave everybody that yeah, on their chair when you walk yeah. in. So. And I wasn't the only guy in there. There was actually quite a bit. But I did have to. Pass on. Pass. Yeah. Because dude tried to give me a dance. And I was like, nah, bro. That's not what we're here for. <laughs> and so. Anyway, that's the Sahara. That's Magic Mike. I personally think that the Sahara is probably the best hotel and casino on that side of town. Mm-hmm. It's pretty elegant, actually. Yeah. Mostly adults. Uh, I think it was all adults. I've seen a couple kids, like, but it was in the front entrance, mm-hmm. like where the valet is. Yeah, I don't know if they're allowed. I don't even to know if they're allowed. Inside, yeah. So their pool is twenty-one and over. Right. You don't even have to pay to get in. Yeah, we asked. That's the hack, okay? Like you go over there, you find some free parking. Mm-hmm. Then you walk over to the Sahara, right? And now you got to swim in this beautiful pool bar. It's like a pool bar. Mm-hmm. With a big, free. A, a yeah. big old TV. Right. They have, it's not even a TV. That's like, it's like a stadium. Like a stadium, <laughs> right. Yeah, like, like a movie theater. Big screen, movie theater. Right. Yeah, big screen. It was really elegant. Mm-hmm. We watched a couple of the Laker games in this place called Chicky Pete's. Is that what it's called? Chicky Pete's? Yeah. Right? Chicky Pete's. Mm-hmm. And Chicky Pete's is like, like a, a sports, sports bar, bar, bunch of big screens. We All watched around. the Lakers. Right. One day they won us a bunch of money, and then the next day they lost it. Buttheads. <laughs> That's why we're cheering for the Miami Heat this year. All right. <laughs> I used to be a Jamal Murray fan, but uh, right now, uh, I hope he catches a flu. Give him some a headache for the next game or something. <laughs> so he's out. <laughs> yeah, I don't want him to get that ring. He knocked out my Lakers. Right. But we had a lot of fun at the Sahara. And, and they have a William Hill. Oh, yeah, the William Hill Sports Betty. So you can bet on sports there and get paid cash right there. Real easy, I'm telling you. So easy. And convenient yeah, and, if you're there yeah, or in that and area. And fun because what you do is you place your bet for the game and then you go to dinner, enjoy the game, go play some games. And next thing you know, you're collecting your money and your girlfriend is looking at you like you are a rock star. <laughs> so they have some cool blackjack tables and uh, I, I like the Sahara, man. Yeah, and the rooms are actually pretty cheap right. during the week, yeah. I should say, mm-hmm. because um, on the weekends it goes up a little bit, but. Yeah, no, it was decent. I think we saw it on a Wednesday, though, huh? Yeah. We saw it on a Wednesday, so we got the cheapest one. (laughs) (laughs) Cheapest show and cheapest room, because it was a Wednesday. But that's the Sahara. That's the spotlight of the day. I just wanted to give them a big shout-out for accommodating us and being such a... I don't know if I would say five stars. What would you say? Is there a reason to give them four stars? Maybe it is five stars. It is five. So far? So far, because it's all clean. Right. And we didn't have no butt heads like we had at the Strat. We were trying to order a drink. Right. The right. bartender is supposed to be friendly. And right? he, he wasn't, wasn't right. at the Strat. And we, we never have, I haven't we, had an we issue. We had no problems over there. Yet. Yeah. So, so I would you know give him a five star. Yeah, let's give Sahara five stars. Mm-hmm. So far, so good. And we appreciate you. Big shout out. Might stop by again next time we're in Vegas because. The office that we were looking to lease is down is right there on Sahara, on Sahara Avenue. Avenue. I swear we walked what three blocks, maybe no, maybe two miles at the most. Right at the most, it wasn't that. I mean, I already had some wise, drinks, so I didn't want to drive. Okay, yeah. so we just walked to the office and took the tour, and we walked back, yeah, and we're thinking about building a podcast and music studio on Sahara okay. Avenue. <laughs> 
All right, so uh, we might see you at the Sahara. Right. What's up, everybody? This is AJ back with the answer for the trivia of the day question. And the question was, who has the longest hitting streak in MLB history? And the answer is Joe DiMaggio. And he has a 56-game hitting streak. Since 1941, Joe DiMaggio has stood alone in his major league history has having struck together his iconic 56-game hitting streak. And now, and now, it's Vibing with Melody. Your time to get to know the perfect Wonder Woman, Frankenstein by Cupid for DJ Melodic. All right, family, welcome back. You're tuned in once again to another episode of the Mind of Melodic podcast. This is the part of the podcast where we let the queen shine, vibing with Melody. This is your chance to vibe with the queen. And in today's episode, she's going to talk a little bit more about a Vegas experience she had. So on my birthday which was back in April, we went to see a presentation to get some tickets. Oh, we went to Mystir. Well, that's part of the, the combo, right. right? So we checked into our hotel. They came up to us. Well, asked. It was the first time we went, right? <laughs> we stayed at the Circus Circus. Mm-hmm. Walking into the Circus Circus, what happened? Somebody approached us and asked us if we were going to stay or how long our visit was because right. we they could give us some free shows or something to watch. So you basically have a salesperson mm-hmm. trying to reel us in so that they can get us to go to their presentation. But in exchange for the presentation and our time, what did they promise us? They gave us two tickets to Mystere, which is a Cirque du Soleil performance it's a show a show it's a show and, and it was a good show it was really good it was a million dollar production right the stage was moving it was glowing it was on fire it was raining the people were risking their lives like upside down in the air flying and then it was kind of sexy and then it was kind of weird <laughs> and abstract i was like wow this is there was a lot funny. going on it's yeah cool. it's it cool. was cool and then they gave us two $25 gift cards to for they were just gift American cards. Express. They were just gift cards. Right. So we used one on food and one on gas. So it's 50 bucks. 50 bucks total. So we got 50 bucks. And then we also got two the tickets. tickets. They were $80 each. So that's 160 plus 50, $210 value of Vegas entertainment for sitting through this presentation. Right. So we thought it was going to be a timeshare type situation. Yeah. I used to work for a timeshare on the phone, telemarketing. So I kind of know. I and thought it was, I thought I knew what it was. And then when we went, ended up being where... A little bit different. A little bit different. It's like a timeshare it has evolved. Right. And you, like this one that we purchased, it's called Worldmark. By Wyndham. By Wyndham. So Wyndham is a, a big company. You guys know their resorts all across the nation. They, I'm pretty sure they have a stock, right, on Wall Street. They have a vacation ownership program, and it's called Worldmark. So with this, you pay your amount, dues or whatever they give you, and you can stay at resorts. So every time you book a room or a hotel or whatever, it's not at a hotel anymore. It's their resorts. So basically, she can choose anywhere she wants to go. Out of state, out of the country. And every location takes a certain amount of points. So when we spend these points, we get a certain amount every year, right? Yeah, 12000 Okay. And then you spend a couple of points on this location, and then you spend a couple of points on that location. But the real kicker is, what is it, Melody? Yeah, so yeah you I don't know, know what I'm thinking about <laughs> no, right now. <I> know. <laughs> the, 
the real kicker is once this vacation ownership is paid off. Oh, it's mine permanently. It's grandfathered in for life. No more payments and your prices, your points are there every year for the rest of your life. And they did have an option where I can, if we book a room or the resort and we happen to not be able to make it, I can lend those out to guests. Right. And they could use that. Right. With the So basically another way of saying we can gift it maybe to a winner of the podcast, maybe to a friend and family for a birthday. Maybe we can all go together. Right. (laughs) But it's for life. Once it's paid off, no inflation. Right. 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 So I thought it was very opportunistic considering me and Melody are, you know, traveling, trying to see things and do fun things together. Right. Getting to know Vegas more might make it a lot cheaper. But we were actually already able to experience the World Mark Resort. Right. We they were. gave us a tour of one. That one had the Lazy River. Right. So I was like, okay, we're in. Yeah, they had a Lazy River. They have, when we stayed, I used some of the points. So I still have some to use for upcoming vacations. Yeah, you still have like 20,000 points. However, you don't have to pack basically nothing unless you're going to make your food you just buy the food that you want to make right they supplied the bowls it's not a motel the cups like everything it's basically your own kitchen it's a resort right and everyone gets their own bedroom right Mm -hmm. i mean there are three bedrooms we got the two bedroom we got the two bedroom and the boys stayed in one and shared the one my kids and then me and melody stayed in the master suite but it's got your own kitchen pull-out couch in the living room, right? patio, pool, and all the dishes were already there. So you didn't have to bring no dishes, like she said. All you have to do is bring the food. The food. And now you don't have to worry about nasty teenagers cooking your Mickey D's and then giving you the wrong order and overpaying for that food. And we were eating... Oh, we had lasagna, lasagna. garlic bread... <laughs> Oh, uh, we ate good. We Some ate good. roast beef, yeah. egg sandwiches. Oh my gosh, oh, it was man. so delicious. Yeah, we did, uh, what was it, pulled pork. Pulled That's pork. what it was. We did right. pulled pork on the Hawaiian barbecue bread. Ah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's making me hungry. <laughs> we just kept eating and swimming. And then we took the, the kids to Circus Circus. AJ freaked out on the roller coaster. Man, I wish I could have got that for you guys. But it was a lot of fun. It was a good time to take the kids because it was the boy's birthday. Both of them were Want to see Circus Circus before it gets demolished. And then actually it was better than expected. The inside is better than the outside. 100%. Right. But they like Circus Circus needs to redo their sign. (laughs) A thousand. Old, crazy. Let's do a GoFundMe right now. Right. Let's raise some money to just get that looking right. Because that looks like a scary clown. It is scary. And it's beat up and the kids like deserve better the kids deserve better because that's the only place really for the kids in the city kids deserve better but it was nice the roller coasters yeah. inside it's, it's fun inside it's nice it's, it's big way better than expected right but we had a chance to experience world mark and they get five stars too i think right 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 there was a family roasting marshmallows right by us while we were in the swimming pool I was like, why didn't they we have, think of that? They have like a fire pit at the swimming pool. Yeah. Why they didn't have, we think of that? Right. Different areas for barbecuing. Next and time. Next time for sure. Also, they had the spa, like different jacuzzi areas to be at as well. So we might all be in, throughout. We might be in Havasu. We might be in San Diego. We might be in Utah. Where are we going? Florida. What did you say? Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. Jamaica, like there's all these places I want to experience. There's like 3,000 resorts to choose from. And we got a lot lot of living to do, I would hope, right? Hopefully. And if you account for, if you calculate all these expenses from eating out and then getting the crappy hotels, you'll 
end up realizing that this vacation ownership program gives you an opportunity to save hundreds of thousands of dollars if you live long enough. Right. That's it, right? And if you don't, oh, well, you might as well be on vacation anyway, right? Because <laughs> life's short. Yeah. So let's go exactly. have some more fun. Right. Big shout out to Wyndham and Worldmark. Much love. Yeah. Anything else you want to say to wrap it up, Melody? Tell them to follow you on Twitter. And bow, bow down to the queen. Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> it's a queen underscore Melody, I believe. You don't even know you're on Twitter? You don't know you're on Instagram? My Instagram is Queen Melody. All right. How do you spell Melody? M-E-L-A-D-E-E. See? It's a little bit different, guys. All right? Make sure you get the right one. <laughs> we don't want you following the wrong queen. All right. Until next time. Bye, guys. All right, party people. I'm going to have to wrap it up for today's episode, episode 31 in the books. We got a lot going on. Don't forget to check out the radio station, Melodic Playground Radio. It's broadcasting 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. Seven days a week from here to Mars. And that's uh, melodic music that you won't hear anywhere else. Mm -hmm. It's the only music that I've made. Soon, we're going to get some local artists on there, some collaborations on there. And I'm dying to make a song with Melody as soon as I get her to project. Yeah, check that out. Check out the blogs. Queen Melody's got hers. We've got some good information on there. Some local spotlights. Don't forget to check out the Organic Business Network and show some love so that we can get that growing. You know, basically an affiliate network mm. for everyone to lean on each other and learn and share. It's all organic, no robots. You know, we don't want no fake followers. Yeah, and then... We want to give a big shout out to today's sponsor, right? Cinemami. Cinemami TV. TV. Right? And make sure you check them out on Instagram. They got almost all the information you need inside the Instagram bio. But like we said earlier, it's entertainment. It's on the Roku. Mm -hmm. Empowering entrepreneur informational it's a free app you yeah, can download to watch movies and TV, documentaries, anything. Check it out while you do your morning push-ups or something. Let us know what you think. Or hit them up and let them know we sent you. Right. Right? So some love. That's our sponsor. And we appreciate it to the moon. I mean, we got this startup podcast. So we're lucky to have any and every sponsor that we've ever had. We love them all. So check them out. Show your love. And until next time, I'm going to have to put this one in the fridge. Lights are out. The butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling. The jello's jiggling. That's what's happening. <laughs> See you later. Bye. What do you do when you've had an exhausting day at work? I get stuck in traffic and get even more frustrated. I live alone, so I come home really tired, but somehow manage to cook something nutritious. Still in all, I have to feed my mind. So I sit down and relax and watch Cinemami. It takes a lot of the sting out of my day. Download Cinemami free today. It's the best ad-supported television network app found on all Roku TVs and devices. Cinemami, we empower, educate, and entertain. See you there.
DJ Melodic and Melodic Playground is now broadcasting 24 hours a day.